A flood killed almost everyone on Earth, but eight humans survived that event because a man named Noah built a huge ark. A listener has read the Bible's report of that event and asked several discerning questions, including how big was Noah's ark and was it really big enough to hold one male and one female animal of each kind? Stay tuned as we learn how God kept the human race alive. When you hear that bubbling sound, get ready for another episode of Truth in the Test Tube. We contemplate a scientific topic from a unique angle, and something solid precipitates from our discussion. Professor, a listener wrote, I would like to ask you a question regarding Noah's Ark. The Bible says it was 300 cubits long, 50 cubits wide, 30 cubits tall. How big is that? Is there a marine ship that's so big? How many people are manufacturing arcs? Can they accommodate one male and one female animal of each kind? Well, to understand the context, let's see what the Bible reports about this historic event that occurred several thousand years ago. It's found in the book of Genesis, the very first book of the Bible. Please begin reading verse 5 of chapter 6. The Lord saw how great man's wickedness on the earth had become and that every inclination of his heart was only evil all the time. The Lord was grieved that he had made man on the earth, and his heart was filled with pain. So the Lord said, I will wipe mankind whom I have created from the face of the earth, men and animals and creatures that move along the ground and birds of the air. For I am grieved that I have made them. But nor found favour in the eyes of the Lord. Noah had obeyed God while everyone else on earth had disobeyed him. The earth had become so morally polluted that God told Noah he would drown every human except the eight people in his family. And God told Noah, build an ark to preserve the lives of Noah and his wife, his three sons and their three wives. And in addition, God instructed him to make the ark big enough to hold numerous animals. And with that background information, let's discuss the questions this listener sent to us. His first question about the ark is, the Bible says it's 300 cubits long, 50 cubits wide and 30 cubits tall. How big is that? Well, the cubit was a unit of measurement based on the distance between a man's elbow and the tip of his middle finger. In ancient times, there was no meter stick or other standardized means of measuring length. Different people had different lengths of arms and hands. The ancient Egyptians used a cubit that was 524 centimetres. The Roman cubit was 442 centimetres. And the English cubit was 457 centimetres. The Bible book of Genesis says the ark was 300 cubits long. If we take any of the three numbers you mentioned and multiply them by 300... We get figures between 132 and 157 metres long. Correct. The 50 cubit width would be between 22 and 26 metres wide. And the 30 cubit height would be between 13 and 16 metres high. So the volume of the arc would have been between 37,000 and 65,000 
cubic meters. That would be the equivalent to several hundred railroad stock cars. Well, this listener is quite analytical. He asks whether an ark this size could hold one male and one female of each animal kind. Well, the short answer is yes, but let's elaborate. God gave instructions to build the ark with three levels of floors. And we've already calculated that his total volume was the equivalent of several hundred railroad cars. And one detail the listener didn't mention is that many animal kinds had to have more than two animals. Let's read that part of the instructions God gave to Noah. The Lord then said to Noah, Go into the ark, you and your whole family, because I have found you righteous in this generation. Take with you seven of every kind of clean animal, a male and its mate, and two of every kind of unclean animal, a male and its mate, and also seven of every kind of bird, male and female, to keep their various kinds alive throughout the earth. So Noah was to take seven of some kinds of animals and two of other kinds. Was a kind equivalent to a species, a genus, phylum, or what modern biological classification? Bible scholars are not sure... It would include enough kinds to enable the surviving animals to repopulate the animal world. The ark would have to hold representatives of all land animals. And the passage you just read also includes birds. Fish, whales, other aquatic animals could remain alive outside the ark. God instructed Noah to build lower, middle and upper decks into the ark. But if he divided a 13 to 16 metre height into three levels... Would there be room for tall animals like giraffes? Well, yes. First, it doesn't say the three decks had to have equal height. Some levels could be built with more headroom than others. And second, it doesn't say Noah would have to take adult animals because many of them could be less than full size. Hmm. Next, the listener asks, is there a marine ship that is so big? The answer is yes. Remember, depending on which cubit we use, we calculated the length of the ark was between 132 and 157 metres long. A number of modern ships are bigger than that. For example, one Scandinavian oil tanker is 485 metres long. So some modern ships are more than three times as long as the ark. But God didn't really intend the ark to be a ship. In the language in which this part of the Bible was written, the word that we translate as ark means chest or storage box. Its purpose was not to travel like an ocean liner. The Bible doesn't mention oars or any way to make it move horizontally. It was to float above the water and preserve the eight humans who had obeyed God, along with many animals. So the ark was not shaped like a canoe or other boat. The Bible's description sounds as if it were basically a box, probably with square corners. Another very important detail is that the proportions of the ark made it extremely stable. Modern shipbuilders calculate that its length-to-width ratio of 6 to 1 would have made it almost impossible to tip over. And that would be of life or death importance in the conditions of a flood when rain was falling from overhead and water was also erupting from underground sources. The water covered even the mountain tops, and in a prolonged and violent storm like that, the ark would have had to have had God's engineering expertise to keep it stable and upright. His next question is, how many people are manufacturing arks? 
Well, today, very few, if any, in researching the internet and several books, we haven't found anyone who's currently manufacturing hucks. Arcs are probably not popular because they're not built for speed. Yes, and also because the Ark was built for a one-time event. God promised he would never again destroy the earth by water. The Bible says Noah and his family and the animals stayed in the Ark one year. Did they have that much food? With space equivalent to several hundred railroad cars, there would have been room for a plentiful supply of food for humans and animals. This ark was probably built of wood. How did Noah and his workmen waterproof it? God thought of that detail. He instructed Noah, So make yourself an ark of cypress wood, make rooms in it, and coat it with pitch, inside and out. In other words, cover it inside and out with tar? Yes. How did they build it so that the people and animals could breathe fresh air and still keep the rain from flooding inside the ark? Genesis chapter 6 verse 16 instructs, Make a roof for it and finish the ark to within a cubit of the top. So God is instructing Noah to leave an open space about a half metre wide at the top of each wall of the ark. But how could they keep the rain from coming in? Well, probably by making the roof overlap in a significant distance beyond each wall. Well, we want to thank our listener for sending these interesting questions. As we have discussed them, we have seen that another part of the Bible passes the test of logical analysis. Yes, the Bible makes sense to intelligent people. So we encourage other listeners to submit questions on any passage of the Bible that has any connection with science. Send us your question and we might use it on a future programme. Has today's programme brought a question to your mind? If so, we'd like to hear from you. If you want to email us, our address is testtube at radio882.com. That's testtube at radio882.com. You may also write our postal address at P.O. Box 4320, Bangalore 560043, India. Once again, that's P.O. Box 4320, Bangalore 560043, India. Either way, we would be honored to hear from you and know what you're thinking and answer any questions that you might have. And before we close, I want to invite you to join us the next time for Truth in the Test Tube.